Hey guys. Welcome hey. <laughs> Welcome back to what he's saying. What is he saying? That's what we're about to find out. Today he's saying, welcome back. <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> it's been a hot minute. Well, it's been a hot minute for us. So I don't know about for anyone who's, who's listening. Maybe yeah. somebody's binge binge listening. No, I can't imagine we that. Wait, we're back. Don't worry. Here we are. Well, uh, what are we talking about today? We are talking about the topic that kind of kickstarted our podcast. Um, mm-hmm. Which is a big topic and kind of hard to approach from at least like my limited perspective but something i've been thinking about a lot the church being asleep <gasps> wake up mm. uh-oh the rooster's crowing the rooster is crowing <laughs> she said the rooster is crowing speaking of roosters what wild animal would you want to have as a pet here are the stipulations <laughs> this wild animal cannot attack or kill you and it will be your best friend i think i would have a either a tiger or a polar bear but a polar bear would be pretty cool it's just that if i or maybe like a grizzly bear but if like i wanted to like you know ride it to class or something i'd be like hey yo <laughs> on the oh back gosh. of a grizzly bear but then when they're cubs they're so cute i'm con- so you mean the animal does not have the capacity the ability to kill you because you just named two of the most ferocious animals. It, like, won't. It won't kill you. Like, it just... Is it domesticated? Yeah. Mm. No, but it's just your best friend. So it just would never... That would not be a thought that crosses its mind, you know? It My would look goodness. at you and it would see only love and hearts. I hope it'll never cross its mind because the one day that it switches up, that's I've watched me. Fatal Attractions on uh, Animal Planet when I was younger. Mm. But this one, this is not Fatal Attractions. This animal will be your best friend. All right. Well, then... I think I would say a giraffe. Oh, uh, I like. Yeah, they just seem nice. They do. And they're so cool. They're the most interesting animals, I think, feature-wise. I don't know. Maybe somebody would disagree, but who else has a long neck, you know? Literally. But I think when they fight, they, like, swing their necks around. They do. (laughs) It's kind of scary. They're like, The scariest animals are the box the boxer kangaroos that like oh. stand on their their tails mm-hmm. and then use their feet to like punch and they're all muscly oh yeah i saw a video about them there's that was scary i was they're like mean. i was like okay i won't play with you i respect you <laughs> they're, but they're always trying to like mess with you respectfully i'm running away <laughs> you literally if i was ever around one of those kangaroos i'd want them to be asleep but you know who shouldn't be asleep? The church. <laughs> You're really playing with these segues here. They need to be awake. Mm. Watchful. Wake up. Wait, yes. What is the scripture that says that? Mm. <laughs> we don't know the hour. <laughs> I will say that's something that's so frustrating yeah. is when you're like, I know it says it, but because the gospels are like all like mm-hmm. a lot of the same stories, you don't know which gospel it's in yeah. so you kind of like comb through every but usually sometimes i feel like the stuff that's in john is not in matthew Facts. and then mark and luke are kind of similar mm-hmm. and matthew but matthew's also kind of different yeah matthew is very detailed like mm-hmm. point for point like and this was his father and this was their father and this was their father he I'm said like, okay. i could do the math <laughs> i can record the details 
I'm not missing a penny Honestly, and I'm not yeah. missing a description. <laughs> <laughs> you want it? You got it. All of it. Here and now. Like literally, it's like everything. I love it. It's like, and Jesus sneezed. It doesn't say that. <laughs> but it's like, it's that specific. I love it. But I feel like it's, it's like, I don't know, something about a watchful servant or I don't know. Yeah, I think it's like you don't know the time or the hour. So like be... I feel like it's probably kind of um, repetitive, like mm-hmm. the what parable or the story of like the bridegroom, like yeah. and the virgins is like the one the some virgins who like had to go back and get their oil for their lanterns or whatever, and then the bridegroom came mm-hmm. and they weren't there, so they weren't ready. And Jesus is like, keep those lanterns lit, okay? And then he was like, the serp, the master who goes on a trip, but nobody knows when he's gonna return because he ain't got no cell phone. They were roughing it back then. Mm. And and he's like, talking about the servants that will, like, is it better for them to just be like, oh, I don't know. Maybe I can sleep now or this or that. And he's like, nah, they got to stay up. Like, that's a good servant. They stay up and they're waiting. They're like, he could come at any moment. I don't know. I might have butchered that that story, I'll be honest. But it's like, okay, on a... (laughs) our generation level like when your mom says to defrost the chicken and she leaves and you're like i got all this time to defrost the chicken then she pulls it to the driveway and the chicken is not in the sink it is frozen you are running that hot water yes you are running that hot water (laughs) but it's like if i was watchful this chicken would have been defrosted Yep. that's all i gotta say okay Con- uh bringing it bringing it contextualizing it oh yes modernizing it that's what we're here for not really but <laughs> not really we're here for the scriptures we're here for the real thing but yeah how did we start talking about the church being asleep i think if you recall from our our first podcast i think we talked about this um but like our first lunch right i think that we ever hung out like a girl in our ministry had sent out this article about it's like satan will sing you to sleep um and how there's a satanic lullaby over like the american church um specifically comparing someone's experiences in the middle east to their experiences living like stateside in america and what that was doing to them and i feel like lately i've been thinking a lot about we have so many distractions that i think are parts of like the satanic lullaby like we've got this whole shopping culture and materialism we've got so many like i don't know hobbies that we can pursue and there's just so much luxury i think here in america and access to just different kinds of social media different people's lives all the time um and i think we are so distracted that it is like one of the ways that satan lulls us to sleep um and by sleep, like, I don't know, like a lack of awareness, um, just like the parable, just of our surroundings and, and what is actually happening around us. But yeah, we started talking about that at that lunch. And then I think after that, we were like, we really like want to talk about this, but also make people aware. Like one, not a lot of people have read that article, but two, I feel like not a lot of, like I grew up in the American church, you know, I've like seen a lot of that sleepiness and it is so so harmful and so I guess like one part of having this podcast is really wanting to encourage people to see like and measure are 
you asleep and how do we wake up and yep i'm not speaking as somebody who's like i am constantly awake and i am shaking you awake but i'm speaking as someone who has also been under this satanic lullaby and fights every day not to be so many things there so many things <laughs> that satanic lullaby like i think when we were talking about it i was like oh that's me and recently i've been reflecting on my past couple of years and where I feel like I am spiritually and I've been thinking about how I could have spent so much more time studying the word being a little being more biblically literate and I just didn't because I was doing other stuff I was watching YouTube videos and watching TV and just daydreaming that's so frustrating because now I'm like I'm in a place where like let's say this past semester you know, I have people who are not really believers or new believers, and I'm trying to walk with them well. And I want to share the Bible, not just the gospel, but like everything, mm-hmm. more of God's character. I want to share it with them well. And I can't because I can't articulate what I know because a lot of what I know is through sermons, which is not great. Mm. Like, know the word, um, but also because I'm like, all that time that I had that I wanted to pour into really studying and reading and knowing, I wasted. Like 2020, I've brought this up before. I was like, 2020 was literally a sink or swim. And I sank. Mm. I'll be honest. Okay. <laughs> Not all the way to the bottom. But so I, much grace. But I yeah. sank. And it's like there's grace, but it's just frustrating. Like mm-hmm. I could have spent time reading these books about sharing the faith, sharing the gospel, knowing more about evidence for Jesus because I wanted to know that. Yeah. And, like, it came around this semester. I was with a friend, and she's, like, literally talking about, you know, how do we know that Jesus was even, like, a real person? And I'm, like, dang, like, I can't articulate it very well at all because mm. I don't I don't have the evidence in the back of my head. I just kind of, like, know what I've heard mm. from different people. So that's so frustrating. So if he can just get me to spend X amount of hours on YouTube instead of reading the Word or studying, then, and he can do that consistently, mm-hmm. he has done a lot. He yeah. has done so much. Yeah. And I think that that is part of us being asleep is like we're just okay with being lulled in whatever way we're being lulled, whether it's drugs, whether it's being in a relationship. I say that a lot. That relationship one, that's a real one. It is um, so real. Idolatry mm. of relationships or of, of other things. Mm travel like a lot of these freedoms that we have and like luxuries that we have i think can turn into like idols and we're just focused on at one point i was like where am i gonna travel i need to travel mm-hmm. and i was like getting so focused on it and i was wanting to spend so much money on it and i wasn't thinking about anything else but that and i was gonna say i see this a lot because i'm in all these facebook groups and i'm in this one facebook group for women who just like want community, who live all over really the United States. And so people kind of pop in there and will be like, hey, prayer for this, please. Or, hey, is anybody in this area? Like, I'm looking for friendship and community. And it's really cute and cool. But a lot of women will be in there like so sad about being single Mm. or relationship this or maybe their marriage is even failing or whatever. Mm. And there are a lot of times I'll read a comment or a message in that Facebook group and I will just be like, dang Lord, like give them a heart for you. Mm. They are so focused on some man or not having a man Mm. or this or that. And I can just see, and they're just like waiting. They're like, I want to be married so bad. And that's not bad. That is not a bad thing. Yeah. But I'm like, dang sis, like 
you got you single you got so you got time you got money whatever i don't know maybe you don't have money but you have certain things and you're just like sitting here just rubbing your hands together waiting for a man when like and i'm just like lord i don't know these girls i just pray that they are able to i mean and not just these girls but just everyone who's in the situation in particular are able to be like okay what does the lord have for me though right now what work can i be sowing into right now Mm -hmm. and i feel like like you growing up in church i did not see that a lot where people I went to a church that was really like outreach focused, which is amazing. But in terms of like how, like the first time I heard of people, of someone like reading the Bible with someone who didn't believe and not just like throwing them an Easter invite to church, which is great. Yes, Um, it is good. But the first time I heard that was when I came to college. Wait, yeah, I definitely was not familiar with like evangelism. And I was like, I honestly thought it was bad. <laughs> like I came yeah. to college and I was like, you guys are forcing, you know, our religion on other people. Mm-hmm. And I think I had a very, they do them and we do us mindset. And like, yes, be respectful of other people and of their boundaries and witches. Yes. But also, if we're truly like walking in relationship and in knowledge of truly who God is, again, that is not something I want to withhold from someone. Like, I have known joy and repentance. I have known freedom from a lot of sins I struggled with. Um, and I'm continuing to see grace for what I constantly do struggle with. And some people don't have that. And I want because I love you I'm like I want you to have that. So my first time, yeah, college was my first time seeing people actually being like honestly compassionate in that way and I do think a lot of cultural Christianity and what I grew up in is people being complacent Jesus is not their lives he is just context in their lives he's an aesthetic Mm -hmm. why are you giving to the church why are you why are you spending your time serving at the church or serving in the community is it because that's just what you do or is it because you really think that the gospel is worth sharing and you want people to hear it and experience it because we live in this culture where it's like i don't want to tell anybody you know Mm -hmm. that they're wrong you know, no condemnation because, I mean, there isn't condem- condemnation at all. But it's like, we got to challenge each other. We got to call each Dude. other higher. Yes. And if you're asleep, you better want somebody to wake you up, bro. Mm-hmm. That's real. Yeah, I feel like my experience has been a lot of people really, it's not just like, they're not really following Jesus as much as they're just following like the Jesus community. So it's just like, well, you know, I'm going to follow the the Ten Commandments and, and then uphold people to that standard. And then I'm going to like pray you know, to myself and I'm not, and then when I'm worshiping, I'm just going to do what, you know, kind of people expect me to do when I'm worshiping or I'm just going to stand there. And it's like people worship different ways. There's no like combination, but I do think that that was my experience where I was just like, I'm going to just do like what other people think I need to do and, and get by. And it, and like when I say Jesus was just context, like that's what I mean is like Jesus is the reason I, I don't like do drugs or drink alcohol underage. But mm-hmm. it wasn't like, oh, because I love him. It was just like, well, that's like the way I grew up. So yeah. I, I'm going to abstain from those things. Not just that. I'm going to judge those who don't. And I think that when judgment is a big part of, you know, your your Christian walk, that's because you're probably not abiding in Jesus to this point that you are like seeing your brokenness. I do think a lot of cultural Christianity is people avoiding the reality of their brokenness or just not coming to terms with it because I didn't really understand my brokenness until I started like closely walking with the Lord. And as I was, that is when the power of the gospel really came to fruition with me because it wasn't like, 
yeah, 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 like God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, blah, 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 blah. But it was like, <laughs> I actually have, you know, lied. I've like, you know, thought hateful things. I have just, you know, hated. Yeah. <laughs> um, yep. I've just done so many things that already one is a separation between me and God. There is no reason why God should condescend to save someone as unclean as me, but he did. And that is why I share because I have been completely restored and rejuvenated in Jesus Christ, which is something I've only realized in college. But it's like, if you're not actually experiencing the true rejuvenation that comes from, I was once dead and now I am alive, yeah. then you are not awake mm-hmm. because you are not like, uh, you know, and like um, John 11, when Lazarus came out of the tomb because Jesus woke him up from the dead yeah, and he still had his grave clothes on yep, and he was like, go change. I think a lot of that is, how people in America, like American Christians, walk today. We walk with our grave clothes on because we don't realize that we have been brought from death to life. When you are brought from death to life, you tell people. You don't walk around with your grave clothes on and act like you're still dead. You have been brought from death to life and you are free. And that is why you tell people. And when I say we are asleep, I'm like, we are not awake to the reality that we have been brought to life, to complete freedom, to an eternal promise of hope and of a relationship with Jesus that's going to last forever. Death is no no longer eternal, but just a physical transition into being with Jesus forever. And we get to worship him where there is not a glimpse of like anxiety or depression or jealousy. All of those things fade away because we are in the presence of the one true God who condescended to come and save us in our brokenness. So I think a lot of the reason that the church isn't awake is the gospel is just context to y'all. And I was listening to Jackie O'Perry's Gay Girl, Good God on Spotify. And she was saying like, sometimes Christians think we can graduate from the gospel. Like, all right, this was what made me a Christian, but we're moving on to bigger things. And now that I'm a Christian, I got to take care of this and I got to take care of my job and I got to do this and this. But she's like, no, the gospel is everything. The gospel is what informs my job. The gospel is what informs my family. That you never graduate from the gospel. And I think part of the sleepiness is we either don't fully understand what the gospel means to us or we think we've graduated from it where it doesn't matter anymore. <sighs> Sorry. <laughs> I just went on a She popped off. Yeah, but um so I was just like I've seen this a lot. Like I've seen my family grow in a, such a beautiful way, praise God. But I did see that a lot in my family when I was younger and in my church. It was just like we we were not awake to the reality that we were brought from death to life. Yep. Not just from one context to another. Yeah. And I've heard even like the gospel should be preached in every single sermon. That's the whole point. <laughs> Facts. The whole point is not, you know, I don't know, feel good. Like, because cause the wisdom of God is wisdom. I mean, it's the principles in the Bible are, are helpful. Yeah. For people's lives. But they are not as like they're not the same without the who's behind them without the gospel Mm -hmm. i think yeah i mean can you live a a good life and follow the kind of principles that jesus talks about i mean love your neighbor as yourself yeah you can but you can't even do it fully like you need him you need the spirit and i think a lot of what you're saying it's like we just have not we have left reliance Mm. on the spirit Mm. you know alone or just on the back burner. And I think that that's something that, you know, in thinking about transitioning from 
this church to a different church i think about it a lot and then also keeping in mind the context of my last church that i the church that i grew up in yeah what does it look like to find people who are just like super just aware mm-hmm. of their need for the holy spirit yes. and are willing to really yeah. willing to dig deep and go there there is a lot of spiritual things happening around us all the time and we don't see it and i think as churches it's so easy to just stay up on the surface yeah and just go and do like outreaches and just meet up with people and have fun Mm. but like i think they're my favorite times are when i've been able to like pray into someone something that someone is going through Mm. or pray over a community or pray for or pray these really like bold prayers that you know are not things that people always i don't know pray about yeah um you know just go and pray like hey lord uh pray that you would bless these people and blah 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 blah. like lord save them yeah (laughs) you know praying specific things bold things big Mm -hmm. things um and i think that what really got me on this topic is just how many things like the bible says that the the enemy is like the rule the ruler of the kingdom of the air he's blinding Mm -hmm. the minds the eyes of unbelievers Mm -hmm. and i think the i think i read that in first i think that's in first corinthians and i think or second oh i think it's second yes second second it is and i read that freshman year because i read first second corinthians my freshman year and pops yeah it's so good it is and um the more i read that or the more i thought about that i was like this is facts because the more i guess i saw things and i was like why is that happening what is going on mm. i think even though when we talk about when we talk about there's a lullaby of distraction happening i mean why does somebody get lulled to sleep is so that okay let's let's think about some scenario right like Mm -hmm. you want to lull a baby to sleep why do you do that because you want to do something else while they're sleeping and i mean for parents they usually just want to sleep themselves or i don't know maybe they want to have date night something like that clean or something something i mean for satan if he's trying to lull us to sleep he's he's going ham he's trying to Mm -hmm. snatch everybody that he can he's trying to tear people's faith down he's trying to get you caught and cut up in some scandal he's trying to destroy he's trying to kill steal and destroy you know what i am seeing a lot of killing steal and destroying in this nation yes and in the world yes yes but it happens uh in a in a particular way you spoke to this because you spent time overseas last summer um but when you are kind of lulled in in the way that we are in more you know developed nations yeah and there is a lack of spiritual awareness people don't think that there's a spiritual world like at all or they just Mm -hmm. think that people like the extent to it is like ghosts and like yeah stuff like that which which we exploit for fun (laughs) yep i'm also guilty of that i like horror movies but try and cut them off but yeah yeah when when we when we have all of these distractions Mm -hmm. and people don't believe that there is a spiritual world Mm -hmm. then the enemy is able to just work and like and then we're sitting here we're like what really got me it was probably during the pandemic at some point was i was just seeing all these horrible news stories and i still see them and but this is what really it changed my mind on a lot of stuff on like what i would allow in my life and what i wouldn't allow in my life but um i saw all these horrible news stories and it would be like you know these horrible murders or just people being really negligent with children it would be of course we know that there is just like horrible problems with like mass shootings Mm -hmm. mental health suicide oh gosh so many horrible things i don't even like to speak about but Mm -hmm. i mean if nobody in the church speaks about these things and they're just getting spoken about on you know the news um 
and I'll be honest. Oh, what really got me was I, I was listening to a combination of like a lot of people's testimonies and just like like these news stories and some of the language that's being used. I don't know. I just I just realized that the enemy can literally influence people to kill people. He can influence people to do horrible things. Yes. And then people in the YouTube comments are sitting here like that person's a monster. They need to go to jail for the rest of their life. Da, 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 da. And I'm like, OK, also like we need to pray mm -hmm. that the enemy would release his grip on this person and on this situation because this person actually was probably heavily influenced by the enemy to do yes. this horrible thing yes now i feel like anybody who does something horrible is is honestly being influenced by the enemy but there i think that there are particularly like we are we do not understand that people are literally walking around here with demons like they yes. are literally walking around here right oppressed yes they are having things being said in mm. their mind and some if they tell somebody they're like oh you got schizophrenia when it's like i don't know maybe they do have schizophrenia but yeah, maybe they, they have demons yes. running up and through yeah. their mind and i was watching these people's testimonies and they were literally like you know i just they they would be describing these things they'd be like I heard things, I saw things, I felt cold, I felt these things. And then I got delivered and I realized that, dang, there was really a demon. And these yes. are Christians, right? These are Christians who yes. previously experienced demonic oppression. And I was like, wait, this is a normal person. That person lives in my town. That person is driving down roads that I drive down. Yes. I'm like, so if they were experiencing this before they got saved, who is experiencing it now? Mm -hmm. Somebody 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 is experiencing it right now they are everywhere yes and we think that they're just a monster yeah we think that they're just i don't know a bad person mm -hmm. nah fam i mean we we are overlooking the fact that, that the enemy is the ruler of the kingdom of the air and he is influencing people to just to kill steal, and destroy things mm -hmm. and ephesians 6 says our struggle is not against flesh and blood but the rulers against against the rulers against the authorities against the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms mm -hmm. and therefore we should put on the full armor of god so that when the day of evil comes you'll be able to stand your ground after you have done everything to stand yeah and i was like i'm like there's a whole rulers authorities there's a whole kingdom forces mm -hmm that are running up and through here and we just think that all we see is you know land sea and sky <laughs> yes and that's all that's going on mm -hmm. but then i think you hit a nail on the head when you were talking to me back then on that lunch that we had about going overseas and you were like nah fam like there is so much spiritual stuff going on they're aware of it and they and that is like it, and it's happening in a completely different context than it yes, is here. Absolutely. And I was like, yep, because he's not just n working there and not working here. Yeah. He's working here, too. Yes. Yeah. Um, I think something that the Lord has opened my eyes to is that the spirit works through me in discernment mm -hmm. um, of spirits. Like, this is not me. This is not something I can do. It's not like I'll walk around like, yeah, that's that and that's this and that's that. But like the spirit actively will reveal these things to me in dreams or just speaking to me um and i really do see that and i do think that is a gift that the lord has allowed me to be awake in that way and aware of that where how have you seen him speak to you because i mean you said dreams yeah. mm -hmm. i have been with you when you've been like mm, there's something spiritually wrong going on in that situation yes and i'm like mm, for real <laughs> i just thought it was weird yes i feel like like, how does he speak to you to be like, that's not right? Is it just like an overwhelming feeling or? 
sometimes it's like an overwhelming feeling. Then there are just a lot of times where the Lord, my response, okay, my natural response to things is not to pray. Mm-hmm. It is by the spirit that my response is ever to pray. But a lot of things that have been happening lately, the Lord is like, you need to get on your knees and pray. Ooh. And I've just been like, all right, I'm going <laughs> to open up my Bible and we're going to see where this goes. So I think um, a lot of times I can share this one dream that I had. Sure. Um, but the Lord sent me a dream at the beginning of last semester. And also for context, like these last two semesters, I'm like about to graduate, but they have been the most emotionally, mentally taxing. Um, and I think a lot of that is attacks from the enemy. Yeah. The Lord is helping me cling to him through it, but it has been indescribably hard. Yeah. Um, but I had a dream before the semester started that there were a lot of women on our college campus that were told this promise by a man in our area. It's not a real man. He's a man in my dream. And he kept saying, if you let me cut off your arms, you will experience spiritual freedom. So these women were so desperate for something that they all, there was a line out the door for this man to cut off their arms. I know that is so vivid. (laughs) Um, But then I remember that I was with my, you know, like believer friends and we were walking around and praying for the campus when we saw this happening and someone walked out of the facility and her arms were gone and she was crying and smiling at the same time and she was like I one day I'm going to see freedom from this thing that I just did and I just looked at her and in my head I was like you can't hold your phone you can't climb you can not even walk without guidance. You can't press buttons. Like there is so much that you have chosen to do to yourself. Mm-hmm. You have impaired yourself in this way. There's like so much that you cannot do. And like she's basically just chose to paralyze herself in her function, in her like arm function. And so I started weeping. And I remember I was just seeing girl after girl come out and having to be led by one of them had to be led by her brother because she like was in pain Mm -hmm. and so I was just like weeping because I was like don't these girls realize the true freedom of Jesus and that they don't need to cut off their arms to experience freedom they can like just know it in Jesus you know and actually access him without having to give up these parts of themselves that he created and it broke my heart and then when I woke up I started crying and I was like, Lord, what is the heck is this dream? Like, why did you send me this dream? And he's like, the sympathy you feel at the physical like impairment that you see, it, you saw in your dream, that grief that you feel, that is the grief that I feel because people are spiritually bound. They're spiritually walking around without their arms, unable to understand what they're doing to themselves. And I wept. <laughs> and I think that is one way that the Lord has really spoken to me. Um, is through showing me the spiritual climate surrounding me. And also, I've had a lot of demons in my room. That sounds kind of crazy, but, like, I will have a lot of nightmares, and I'll wake up, and I'll be like, and the Lord will be like, you need to pray right now, and you need to, like, command it to go. And I'll be like, okay. And I'll be like, Lord, like, I just pray that you will deliver me right now, deliver me from this. And I think the Lord has been doing that consistently. But especially in Southeast Asia, there's a lot of demonic possession. There's a lot of, like, we took home this... um, 
pineapple that was offered as a as like food to an idol or a gift to to like a buddhist god and we put it we just like took it and we put it in one of our rooms and until we got it out it was giving us all nightmares like we were all not sleeping well we're having nightmares i couldn't read my uh bible i was get i would get really hot when i tried to read read my bible um all summer and so it's like this he was working in a very obvious way because a lot of people in that country are spiritually like they're looking for something like a lot of them were followers of islam and a lot of them are like spiritually aware so the devil has to work more externally where it's like people are getting possessed people you know working through fear in that way because we don't believe in a spiritual realm in america he don't even need to go to those measures he can sprinkle some social media some this some of that and we don't even need to see i mean there is possession especially among like more, more impoverished populations in america because those people have less but in luxury it is so easy to be lulled because we've got our phones we've got our clothes we've got stores like we've got materialism there is all of this stuff that is right at our fingertips that we have so he doesn't even need to go great lengths to distract us and i think i've seen that a lot and those people are still embedded with greed and just so many things that are still like like capturing their their heart like even if you do have a lot even if you are lulled and distracted it's like he's still implanting comparison and greed and sin and lust and just all these different things just like like you said it's probably more subtle and not Mm -hmm. and even more accepted um than just like someone literally manifesting a demon like Mm -hmm. on a regular basis right in front of you but man i got chills when you said that um these people are giving parts themselves away just for freedom like i mean we see that all the time yes and again it's celebrated like your mm-hmm. sexual freedom celebrated your financial freedom celebrated yes. and your you know independence from your family is celebrated i mean i mean that's a whole everything thing, is but. yours to do with what you will because it's your life yeah mm-hmm. and we want that we crave that people encourage that and not just non-believers but believers yeah mm-hmm. i think to really have your heart sit at jesus feet and be like dang i just want what you want yeah and nothing else mm-hmm. i want to put off all the stuff on all the stuff that my friends want i want to put off all the stuff that influencers that i follow want i want to put off all the things that even like my family wants for me or just putting off all this other stuff and i only want what you want that is a huge overhaul that is a huge overhaul huge yeah you mentioned earlier something about um being asleep the church being asleep you mentioned that it was like a passive thing and you talked mm-hmm. about carrying your cross. Yeah. And did you want to like elaborate oh, on yes, that? Oh, yes, I'll do that. What When it really came to me was in February this year, I was going to all these like, well, I guess I can just say it. Um, Carry the Love came to our school and then Black Voices also came to the area. So I went to like two of two of those events for each. Um, but they do these tours and it's really great. And if you're in college and they come to your school, you should go. It's awesome. And I was just, uh, I was at one of these events and... First of all, I was at all these events and every time there's like this altar call. Sometimes it's an altar call to kind of like resurrender your life slash get saved. Another time it was an altar call for like people who just really want to purge things from their life that don't need to be there anymore. Mm. And various things in between that. And I was just sitting there multiple times, not in the altar call, asking the Lord to solidify what was happening in these people's hearts 
so they don't just go from altar call to altar call because that's so easy to do it's so easy to be like oh one altar call here and then next year same altar call asking the same thing da 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 and so I think it was in that one of the altar calls I went up and I was like you know what the fact that I'm even here low-key like is really telling Mm -hmm. because um there are things I haven't been able to get rid of sins or whatever that are just continually coming back it's like me not picking up my cross is spiritual slumber because I'm just letting Mm. myself be lulled me not uh putting off my comfort is spiritual slumber Mm. because I'm just letting myself be comfortable I know that I'm comfortable I know that I uh need to be consistent and disciplined and pick up my bible and read it and not just lay in bed I literally did that this morning I just laid in bed and I was like oh I know I need to get up and I didn't and I was like (laughs) Yeah. You know, and I'm like, that is spiritual slumber and I have to cast that out. Mm-hmm. And me not casting it out, me not being intentional and proactive is like slumber. It's yes. like being okay with being lulled. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, I know that I need to like not watch like five hours of YouTube right now, but I just can't stop. Mm-hmm. It's like, fam, do what you got. Throw the phone away. Jesus literally was like, if you're, I causes you to stumble gouge it out if your arm causes you to stumble cut it off and he wasn't like telling us to actually gouge out our eyes and cover yeah to 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 do that but he was like take extreme measures Mm -hmm. take extreme measures to be holy yeah for for our own sake to cut the things out of your life that don't look like me and that i don't want there and that you don't want there Mm -hmm. so if you need a freaking like i don't know Get rid of your phone. Get Flip rid of your computer. Flip phone gang. Do something crazy. Get rid of your social media. Perma- Bro, yeah. when I permanently deleted so, uh, Instagram, mm-hmm. people were like, why? Why are you doing that? W- but why? Huh? Bam, it's not good for me. <laughs> it needs to go. Yeah. We just, I think we need to be alert. And it, this is not legalism. You know? Like, Lord, correct our hearts if we're being legalistic. But yes. And this is not even like idolizing holiness. I mean, th- I feel like that can happen too. Like, oh, I want to be holy. Oh, I want to be holy. That's yeah. that's toxic too. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I want to look like Jesus. Yeah. What is going to get me there? And if it's getting rid of social media, getting rid of, I don't even know, man, whatever. Going on a trip, going overseas, going to another part of the country, doing something outside of your comfort zone. I don't know what it is, but like value that over your comfort, over your yes. safety well over your comfort and over like your what you're used to mm-hmm. um over you know what everybody expects of you mm-hmm. like value those things so yeah. that we can look more like christ and experience just true satisfaction because us just yes. letting like i know that me me personally i know that i am so comfortable and i just decided to go to decide to go on a trip to a mission trip for the first time overseas okay never been and i called mckenna and i was like oh here's all the reasons that i don't want to go here are all the reasons that i want to go i don't want to go because like it's not really it's not gonna be comfortable and like i just it's so unknown i've never done it i don't really want to go to this part of the world like i've never had the desire also like money i'm gonna have to ask people for money i might not even get fully supported blah 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 and then I was like, well, here's all the reasons I want to go. Like, I want to see what the Lord is doing in that part of the world. I want to see, like, and I want to start to take risks for the for Jesus and not, like, I don't know how to say it, but just give him an opportunity to show up and yeah. show out and show his faithfulness because I don't do that. And so she was like, 
sounds like all the reasons like you don't want to go kind of low-key she's kind of like they kind of suck like you didn't say that but you were kind of like that's it unnecessary mm. and that's what i got from it i was like dang i really why am i valuing my comfort and all this other stuff and i was not really gonna go i was not gonna put that deposit down mm. and then i didn't know that <laughs> oh yeah i was like i don't need to do this and then i was like man i'm just gonna give him an opportunity to show up because you were like he's worthy of these sacrifices and i'm like dang i have not been living yeah. like it yes so if you are out here you know just asleep yeah wake up mm-hmm. get in community ask them to wake you up if your community doesn't isn't about it find somebody good. Yes. <laughs> well, truly. like talk to the bastard if the bastard isn't good talk to yeah. someone else i don't know but you know and this is not to say like you have to get on the first flight to Africa. No, don't, don't yeah. please don't do no, that. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, don't go save somebody. For sure. Just I'm just saying like yeah, pursue holiness. Pursue what he wants. Pick up your cross. Are you greedy? Are you a liar? Are you jealous? Are you not believing him? Not trusting him? Figure that out and figure mm-hmm. out how to fix that. Ask him and just start doing it. Mm-hmm. You know? Are you? Not disciplined, get disciplined, fam. I think it's also a problem we all have. Yes, we are truly. Not disciplined, truly. We are not good at and that. That's what I, the church and the accountability of small groups are for. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. Not to be like harsh, but just figure it out, fam. It's not good enough. Our excuses—they're not—they're not worth it. That's they're the thing. Not, I was about to say that they're not worth it. <laughs> it's not worth it. We are. We are not worth. Because <laughs> he, he came to save us, not to bring condemnation. So he's not sitting here like like uh, he's not sitting here like waiting to strike us down because we're not being disciplined yes he like like i said like he we will probably crawl to the gates mm-hmm. just in the through the muck and the mire like we yes. are always on the struggle bus i feel mm-hmm. like you know uh, we are always having to be like holy spirit please mm-hmm. <laughs> please just get me through help me out and so like it's not that he's it's not that we have to do it for him. It's like we should want to do it for ourselves because it's not worth it to go through all this nonsense. <laughs> Just where does it bring us in the end? Helping us to yeah. to be not in that. Yeah. I think every day is a constant fight of my flesh. Like not to, I, I also permanently deleted social media, but it is a constant like. Oh, for all of us. I yeah. Think. Like trying not normal. to watch like YouTube and stuff. Yes. But if I give into that, where will I end up? Five hours later, I end up same place. Yep. It's and probably worse. so harmful. Yes. Probably worse. Because when I watch YouTube for a long period of time, I'm like, I'm feeling discouraged. I'm feeling down. I'm feeling I sad. envy other people's lives. Yep. Mm-hmm. Nothing good. He's sowing Very, bad things yes. into our lives. The more that we sow into yeah. the things that don't make us look like Jesus. Mm-hmm. And something that you told me um, beginning of this semester, I was down bad, really struggling. Um, and something that you told me was, if there is something that is getting in the way of you seeing God rightly, get rid of that thing. And I just realized how much yep. you can idolize in in life. Mm-hmm. And so I was just like, I'm not saying everybody needs to get rid of social media or everybody needs to. I mean, I will say everyone should put their yes on the table to go overseas because we have been called to reach the nations. But I'm not saying everybody has to go. Like, we need people here to send. But it is like living for jesus is asking god what where are you working and what does faithfulness look like in my season of life and i'm not saying 
every Christian needs to be impoverished and needs to go overseas and sell everything they have. There are a lot of Christians who who do live in abundance, but still live for Jesus in their abundance and not for themselves. And like their money belongs to the Lord Mm -hmm. and belongs to the purposes of the Lord. And so I think living for Jesus is taking that next step and saying, God, what does faithfulness look like in this season? And like when we were doing our training before I went overseas, the uh, director was saying like, let us not be afraid to ask, where is the Lord? And I think that is just one thing that we are, like I think in cultural Christianity is not being done. We're, are we asking where is the Lord working and are we joining him in that? And I think it's hard to, like we can't nitpick our lives to perfection. We can't. And that is why the spirit helps us in our weaknesses and his power is made perfect. And he has, you know, lavished us with grace, but he will help us yeah. if we ask him to. But if we are pushing him away, we know that God is not a forceful God who forces himself on people like robots. He gives us a choice. The whole reason some of us are saved and some of us are not is because we had a choice. So he's also not going to be like, now I force you to discipline yourself. And But no, he wants us to give us, give our hearts to him. Mm-hmm. But if we're holding back, he ain't going to pry our hands open. <laughs> like <laughs> Pry? Yeah. He's not going to be like, give it, give it to me, give it to me. Like he's going to, he's patient and he waits and um so it's something i pray a lot is like psalm 139 23 to 24 is like search me and know my heart try me and know my thoughts see if there be any grievous way in me and lead me in the way everlasting that doesn't mean tomorrow i'm gonna wake up and i'm not gonna watch you two i'm gonna go out and i'm gonna share the gospel it just means i'm gonna wake up and know jesus and he's going to do the rest. Like Matthew 6 says, seek first the kingdom and these things will be added to you. I'm not saying you got to become fully holy. But if you are seeking first the kingdom, I can promise you that he is going to do the work he intends to do. Yeah. But if we're not seeking first the kingdom, we are not opening up ourselves to the work that he desires to do in us. Yeah. Last thing I'll say is going back off, off what you said, like he cares so much for our heart. Like Over and over when I read the gospel, I'm like, dang, he just cares for what is in people's heart. Yeah. He's like... You know, the Pharisees and the religious leaders are so concerned about what people are doing. And he's like, but their heart, though. Right. Mm-hmm. And even he, he'll heal. He'll heal people and be like, you know, now I want to save you. I, I don't want to just make your hand better. Like, I want to renew you, renew your yeah. soul, renew your spirit. Um, and like what you said was like that when, you, when I said, like, anything that's not letting you see Jesus rightly, get rid of it is like you were you were you're getting caught up on like good things yeah things the work of the kingdom Mm -hmm. right like kingdom work right but if you are getting so concerned about kingdom work that you forget the king Mm -hmm. then what's the work that is so good what i don't know the work why would the work matter it's pointless it's pointless yes it's 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 it's, he he doesn't he doesn't care the work he cares your heart yeah for him Mm-hmm. And then through that, he will give you the right work, the right heart yeah. for the work. Yes. So that you're not sitting here burnt out and tired. Exactly. And bitter towards the work. Like, yes. oh, I got to go share the word today. Oh, I got to go. <laughs> that was literally oh, me. Bro. I got to go, you know, disciple these kids. They never listen. I got to go mm-hmm. meet with this. Da, da, da. Oh, you have forgotten the heart of the king. Yes. For you and for everybody else. I I did. Like Ephesians 2 says we are saved by grace through faith, not by good works, but we are going to do good works because he has prepared them beforehand for us to walk in. But what I was really struggling with at that time is I, one, I've been like 
really down bad yeah and really struggling mentally but then i was like but i need to pick myself up and today i need to go share the gospel and i just kept feeling like i had something to prove to god Mm -hmm. and and then i was getting so depressed and so discouraged because i just felt like i couldn't do enough and i couldn't do enough and the enemy uses good and godly things to try like i was idolizing the work i was idolizing sharing the gospel i was walking by people and i was like crap i should have prayed for them crap i could have shared with them crap 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 and it was when denise said if this is getting in the way of you seeing god rightly take a break and just abide in the lord (laughs) and i was just yeah i was like okay nobody has ever told me to stop (laughs) i have been going for for four years and i feel like i've got to keep going but no like sometimes god does call you to rest like matthew 11 28 through 30 says come to me you who are weary and heavy laden i will give you rest and he wasn't just talking to those who are physically tired but those who are actually tired out by the rules that the pharisees had laid on them yeah and i had been laying rules on myself day after day after day and i was tired and i was weary and i was angry at god to a point where i was like I don't know if this is worth it because I am waking up tired. I am going to bed tired. I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. And when I just realized Psalm 23 says he desires for us to lie down in green pastures and restore Mm -hmm. our souls. And when I realized he wants to give me rest, then I started seeing that the king is going to do the work in me and through me in his timing. And he is so patient and I don't need to do all of these things right now, but like, be awake to the reality of who God is seeking first his kingdom and let those things follow. We are not going to be quote unquote good Christians all the time or (laughs) or anytime. Like it's like you could share the gospel every day, but if you don't have the love of Jesus because you don't really, you aren't really with him, it means nothing. It's a clanging. It says that in first Corinthians. Yes. So it is like first and foremost, be with Jesus. Yeah. Be with Jesus and know him anything else the work i promise will be added to you if you are truly aware of your need for jesus Mm -hmm. i feel like that's (laughs) such a great place to end i think so too yeah there's no condemnation be with jesus Mm -hmm. and the best thing just continue to bring yourself back to his his feet Mm -hmm. he the king cares for your heart he is not trying to he is not waiting to smite you no he's not waiting to condemn you he gave his life freely so that you could have a life and have it in full Mm -hmm. he took the the punishment he was separated from god so that we never had to be separated from god ever again and we could dwell in his house forever like david was like oh if i could just dwell in your house and like jesus came so we could dwell we could Mm -hmm. dwell and not have to be in the trenches all the time i mean we're gonna be in the trenches because we're on earth and the earth is trifling i'm so honest earth is trifling but like we (laughs) get to have the holy spirit who will walk with us through the the muck and the mire and we're not just struggling like i'm saying we have eternal hope yes so that in the when we have this this Mm -hmm. hardship on earth that's hard to get through we will have hardship we will have trouble we'll be in pain we'll be in we will suffer we will be hurting sad everything bad we will experience bad things and bad and like sad emotions but we have an eternal hope that allows us to get through that Mm -hmm. so um desire desire to get to you know just a more a deeper place with jesus yeah desire that again there's no condemnation for your your failures or when you don't read or when you don't listen to the spirit just 
keep going keep going keep persevere going. like hebrews is about endurance and i'm just saying like ask the lord to give you a heart for his word and for yep. prayer like just even waking up in the morning just being like honest with the lord and be like i don't have the heart for this but please like give me the heart for this he will be faithful to do that and keep Maybe asking. not in your timing but keep yes keep asking and i'm telling you as somebody who in high school did not like i did not read the word ever yeah same the lord gave me such a beautiful love for his word that comes only from him yep and it is so good i mean you hear us like quoting scripture that's not us that's the spirit giving us a desire for his mm. word he will bring it back mm-hmm. up to recognizance yes Let's pray for the ourselves and the people. Let's Everyone. pray, yes. You trying to pray? I'll, I'll pray. Okay. Lord, thank you for saving us. Thank you for creating the earth and uh, creating us and allowing us to be inhabitants of it um, and coming back to save the world, uh, not to condemn the world. I just pray that your spirit would rest on everybody listening to this um, and even the ones who have no idea <laughs> that people <laughs> are in Chapel Hill talking about God. Um, I pray that you would just open our eyes, uh, that we would wake up, Lord. I pray that we would arise, um, if any of us are sleeping, that we would get up quickly and hurry to do, to obey you. Um, like Jonah, we would not hurry to go away from what you have called us to, that we would hurry to go toward what you have called us to, because you have called us there for good, for good reasons, that we would love, um, you first and foremost, that we would love you and abide in you and desire to be with you. Um, and then through that, through that love that we pour, that you have poured out on us and receiving that and loving you, that we would do your, the work that you have set up for us to do, that you have equipped us to do, um, through the calling that you have, that you've called us to. So I pray that we would not grow like weary, um, and that when we are weary, we would find rest in you. And that when we are overwhelmed by burdens of the world, even overwhelmed by doing kingdom work, that we would just take a step back and not let it you know, destroy our faith, but let it just like allow us to come back to you always. Allow our hearts to just be so close to yours because you have, you have brought us near by your blood. So for all these things, I thank you so much. Amen. Amen. Yay.